Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's hump day already. Yay! And it's already the 18th of uh, January, and uh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. This year is uh, is uh, just... Uh, it, I think it's going to be remarkable. I think this year is going to be absolutely remarkable. I think it's going to be history-making, and guess what? Uh, if you want history to be made, you're going to have to get involved with it. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to, have to speak up. And I'm going, to, I'm going to explain why, because today's show, I'm going to bring together a number of uh, things, and uh, a lot of things have happened in the last couple of years that we have kind of blithely let go by, or, or perhaps we've tried to say something, but we were shut down, our speech was shut down, and, uh, and I believe... This year, the year 2023, and I said this, uh, is going to have to be the year that we reject nonsense and return to common sense. I said that. And then I'm, I'm beginning to see it kind of reflected with others. I've got some great audio from uh, Candace Owens uh, because uh, one of the latest um, attempts to restrict freedom of speech comes from uh, a dim-witted Democrat in Congress, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, who literally wants to shut down the speech of one group, and that would be white people. And you're thinking, oh, that's just paranoid. You're just being Alex. Jones. Oh no 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 no! I've got all the detail. I've got the audio. I got the whole the whole shebang, as it were, coming up here. And I've said also to you that we need to deride, uh, we need to make fun of, we need to uh, humiliate uh, the left, the voices on the left who have been perpetrating this nonsense. Everything from CRT to uh, to uh, transgender nonsense in school, sexualizing our children, uh, COVID, uh, all the uh, nonsense associated with COVID, all the nonsense associated with Hunter Biden's laptop and uh, the uh, 2016 election, 2020 election, all of the things, in other words, that you and I have said, huh, there's something really weird about that. But for some odd reason, the deep state, the mainstream media and big social media decided in the last two years to shut down all speech about it, all speech about it, all opinion about it. And I came to the realization a few months into the whole deal, actually, uh, right after Joe Biden took office, I, I came to the realization that uh, my opinion is guaranteed by the First Amendment. My opinion is mine. It's one of the things that makes me uniquely me. I take all of the data that I have acquired, all the life experience, all I have, all of the uh, wisdom that I have, although my wife sometimes, uh, we have debates about how wise I am. But anyway, all of these things, and I, and I have an opinion on things, and it's okay. Sometimes opinions are wrong. 
sometimes opinions are right. But one thing is true, that if you allow the government to decide what is truth, and if you disagree with their truth, then freedom ends. Then freedom ends. When the government decides what is disinformation or misinformation, and I figured it out in a, in a hurry, in a lightning fast. I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Um, then I Googled disinformation. I'm like, well, the origins of disinformation. It's a word. I've never heard of this word disinformation before. And then I did a little research and I saw, huh, Joseph Stalin came up with that word. He created a department of disinformatia. He wanted a Western sounding word so he could censor free speech. He could censor dissenting opinions. And I said, hey, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Dissent is not disinformation. Dissent is an ability to hold those in power accountable for their nonsense. All right? So this year, 2023... While we are deriding and making fun of these people and we are uh, attempting to humiliate them and call them out and say no to their mandates and all that, realize we are also in a very dangerous place. We are in a, and I, I hate to use the cliche, there is this thing called an existential threat. And you hear uh, the uh, expression existential threat bandied about by the left. Uh, global warming is an existential threat. Oh, wait a minute. It's global cooling, is it? Ex no, it's climate change is an existential threat. Everything is an existential threat. If you drive a, a gas-powered vehicle, it is an existential threat. It is an ex You've heard that time and time again. But the United States has founded the country that revolutionized the world that took us from outhouses and no indoor plumbing to landing on the moon and playing golf all right all that happened in 200 years specifically less than 100 years and all of that happened because of the united states of america uh, I'll just say to uh, the rest of the world, y'all were still riding in buggies. Uh, you all were still, uh, you know, dying of diphtheria in mass uh, before the United States came around. Does every invention come from the United States? No, no, no. But uh, wow. I mean, what a gigantic turn for the entire world for the existence of the United States. And why did we manage to revolutionize humanity? in the eyelash on the grand spectrum of time in which we live. First Amendment, Second Amendment. First Amendment guaranteed right of freedom of speech, assembly, of religion. All of those things, for the first time in history, it was more consequential than the Magna Carta. It was more consequential than any action by a ruling body in the history of the world, the ability to be able to self-determine and speak against those in power or about anything. It was wonderful. And we backed it up with this thing called the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment guaranteed the right to keep and bear arms should said authority decide to overreach and shut down freedom of speech and shut down individual liberty 
and subject us to tyranny. That's why the Second Amendment came around. It's not about turkey shooting. It's not about, uh, it's not about uh, target shooting. It's never been about that. And don't let them ever, ever, ever convince you otherwise. It's not about target practice and deer hunting. Do you suppose if it were just about target practice and deer hunting, it would be in the Bill of Rights? Why in the hell would the right to deer hunting and target practice be in the Bill of Rights? The ability to defend oneself against an overreaching state is in the Bill of Rights, and there is a reason for it, because throughout history, we've seen power abuse the people. So this year has to be the year of a new American revolution. Is it a violent revolution? Hell no. But it is and has to be an American revolution. And it's not about the Democrats, all the Democrats, Democrats just hate America. Well, there are a lot of Democrats who hate America, and there are a lot of stupid people who follow Democrat edicts and look at the Democrat Party as faultless. But I will venture to say that more and more people are saying otherwise. More and more people, even Democrats, are saying, you know, I'm really not down with this CRT thing because my kids go to a school and there are a lot of kids of color there and all that. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm not a racist. I never was a racist. My dad wasn't a racist. My mom wasn't a racist. I mean, who are they talking about here? Who are they talking about? We're going to have to have a new American revolution. <clears throat> We're going to have to this year. And we have right now, we have a firewall. We have a firewall against tyranny. It's the Republican House of Congress. Oh, that's just partisan. No, it's not. Before the election, 70% of the American people on either side of the political equation, and right now, only, I think, 35% of the country feel the country is going in the wrong direction. Before the election, 70%, either side said, we're going in the wrong direction. Something's wrong here. And you know what it's all about. It's all the things that I just said, all of the things that I just said, all of the nonsense that you've heard that we are exposed to except as normal. Defunding the police is normal. No, it's not. It was stupid, stupid, stupid. A guy dies in Minneapolis at the hands of a police officer, George Floyd. The left decides to use that as a, a cudgel to shut down freedom of speech, to uh, extort money from people like in San Francisco to get rid of uh, beloved icons like uh, the Land O'Lakes Indian girl. What the hell was that all about? Uh, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, the Washington Redskins, uh, all sorts of statues of everyone. This is all revolutionary stuff, guys. It's been done before. You don't think the statues have come down uh, and came down in places like uh, the USSR? <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is about erasing history. This is about creating a new about getting rid of the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. And that's this country. A lot of people have died so we could live the life that we have right now. People during the Revolutionary War, soldiers during the Revolutionary War who died on the battlefield at a very young age, the same goes for those uh, soldiers of the Civil War, Union soldiers. They never imagined the embarrassment of riches that you and I would be able to enjoy. And look at just even the last 10 years, what, what, we've, what, what has happened. All the amazing things I've got right here in my hand, right here. This is a, uh, well, it's a, it's a supercomputer. And it is, uh, it is the Library of Alexandria times 100,000. 
and it's got a phone app. And with that came this unbelievable engine of freedom where you could find anything, where you could read anything. You didn't need to go to a library. You remember having to go to a library? When I was in college, I had to go to a library. It's all right here. It's all right here. And then the, able to, the ability to share it on social media around the world. And then the powers that be, those who would take us back into darkness, decided this needed to be regulated. Social media needed to shut down. The mainstream media needed to toe the party line. And anything that differed from the state's truth would have to be called disinformation and misinformation. I'm going to tie this all together today. We're going to talk about the Joe Biden document scandal. Oh, my goodness, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Even the mainstream media is finally realizing, oh, there's something to it. Three years after everybody knew about Hunter Biden's laptop. Two-thirds of the American people say that critical race theory is dividing people. Oh, this is it. The FAA decided to uh, loosen the rules with regard to uh, heart damage in pilots. And they did it right after they mandated the vaccine for pilots. So here's to a new American revolution that is based on a celebration of what we have created and the desire to continue it and to spread it throughout the world, even though there are the powers of darkness who would try to shut it down at Davos or in Brazil or in Arizona. Here's the number if you would like to chime in. 800-922-6680. This is a Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. But while Joe Biden swears by his name in politics... His son and two brothers spent years trying to benefit from the Biden name. It's all now the focus of a Republican-led congressional investigation. Wait a minute. This is CNN. We want to know what the Biden administration has tried to hide from the American people and why they are not being transparent. Cha-ching. Republican Congressman James Comer now chairs the House Oversight Committee and has set his sights on Joe Biden's son, Hunter. A mysterious laptop now in the hands of the FBI... Yeah, they're saying the mysterious laptop, and they went literally for three years without saying the mysterious laptop. They went literally for three years saying that it was Russian disinformation. They went for three years listening to the words of the FBI saying that it was Russian disinformation. It took CBS like three months ago to do a story saying, hey, uh, I guess it's for real, while we knew it all along. Well, the cracks in this foundation have become so profound that even the mainstream media cannot deny it anymore. And I've got some more news coming up on uh, Joe Biden's Garage. Well, let's tee it up with a little uh, musical number, shall we? It's what we do here. This is Jim Gossett. Song originally done by Rupert Holmes. Pina Colada. Obama's sick of Joe Biden. I just posted that. Time for him to go. That's what I do. I got plans for my lady. Yes. So I set up Joe. This is Obama. Two months after the midterms, <laughs> the FBI got a call. Do, do, do. In a garage by his Corvette. 
You're gonna find a big hall. If his name was Obama, this would not be a sting. No, would not. But Joe Biden's my puppet, and he has half a brain. FBI will rent at midnight if your name's Roger Stone. But if your name is Biden, they will leave you alone. If you want me, shut Obama. Man, there's a lot of stuff coming down. In the White House again. There is a lot of stuff Drop coming a down. Dime on Joe Biden. So, um, President Joe Biden's Justice Department reportedly permitted the president's personal attorneys to search for classified documents in separate locations without security clearances or the FBI present. You see, the FBI knew about the top secret documents, the classified documents at Joe Biden's three locations. They knew it before the midterms. They knew it. And rather than doing a, uh, a late night raid or an early morning raid like they did on Mar-a-Lago... They said, hey, let's just kind of keep this under wraps. Uh, won't you guys go in and get those uh, get those documents for us, and we'll just kind of keep it on the down low. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's no quantifying the corruption of the uh, of the FBI uh, and the DOJ. I mean, honestly, it is it is so beyond it is so beyond what the Church Commission ever dreamed of. Ever dreamed of stealing elections, hiding laptops, uh, creating a, 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 a Russia collusion hoax. They literally created a Russia collusion hoax. They were working with Hillary Clinton and, uh, and the DNC in 2016 to throw that election to establish some sort of non-existent tie between Donald Trump and uh, Vladimir Putin. And uh, really what they were trying to do was covering up all the malfeasance of the Democrat Party, the Hillary Clinton Foundation, the Clintons in Russia, getting hundreds of millions of dollars from Russian oligarchs. It's just, honestly, anybody with a modicum of uh, common sense and a desire to know the truth would be able to figure this out post-haste. Critics have uh, questioned why uh, Biden's personal attorneys were initially looking for classified documents. Others have questioned why the president's legal team was continuing to search his home Thursday, last Thursday, for classified documents after a special counsel was appointed earlier that day. So a special counsel, and he decides to go in there and find the other documents. (laughs) Now we're kind of figuring out why this happened. According to the Wall Street Journal, the initial search authorized by the DOJ involved people with no security clearance looking for potentially classified material. So basically, the FBI, let's just put it in this perspective. Uh, uh, there are secret documents at the uh, Mar-a-Lago classified documents. Now, we already knew about those. The DIGR, DOJ already knew about it. They went and visited. They saw the documents. They said, uh, President Trump, just go ahead and keep it. It's no big deal. And then they decided to use it as a wholesale raid on Donald Trump to find anything that could keep him from running for president again. That's what it was all about. And they weren't able to find anything. That's a crazy thing. But imagine if the FBI said, uh, hey, Mr. Trump, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that uh, we know you have those uh, documents and uh, get your lawyers in there to go ahead and get those and uh, just send them in. We won't tell the press about it. Now, the FBI went in there, and they laid out documents right there, and they, they, they put it there like a display window at Macy's in New York at Christmas time, and, uh, and they even put some uh, personal effects by Donald Trump to kind of timestamp it, time stamp it to uh, show that this actually was at uh, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago uh, home. And, uh, and then also, uh, oh, but before the, before the raid, they ordered everybody out of the house. They ordered uh, uh, Alina Haba, the lawyer, to stand outside. And then they said, turn off the video cameras. 
That's a double standard. Mr. Biden's legal team prepared to search for uh, his other properties for any similar documents and discussed with the Justice Department, the department, prospect of having FBI agents present while Mr. Biden's lawyers conducted uh, the additional searches. Instead, the two sides agreed Mr. Biden's personal attorneys would inspect the homes. Notify the Justice Department as soon as they identified any potential classified records and arrange for law enforcement authorities to take them. Provided they're saved from a small burn pile or a paper shredder. Oh, I've got some great audio on this coming up. And also your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, secure your gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text ROB to 989898. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. Nothing like a little ACDC, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, on Thursday, by the way, five additional classified documents found just hours after the White House revealed that one document had been found Wednesday in a storage area near the garage of Biden's uh, Wilmington home. Thus far, by the way, for all of you uh, keeping track in Joe Scarborough, who says, oh, there's only a couple documents. Donald Trump had dozens of documents. And 25 have been discovered, by the way, on Biden properties, including the uh, Penn Biden Center that got about $60 million from China, even though they don't do anything. <laughs> it, it would be laughable if it weren't so ungodly corrupt and dangerous. It would be laughable. It would be laughable. Unbelievable. So uh, Wednesday, the president's uh, legal team did not have security clearance. <laughs> they were told to get the documents by the FBI. 
<laughs> Biden's personal attorney, Bob Bauer, uh, who's on uh, late night TV ads, I believe, is on uh, every night about 3 o'clock in the morning, talks about, have you been injured in an accident? Have you got some classified documents you're not have to, supposed to have? Call our legal team right now. There could be a lot of money in it for you. So anyway, uh, stated Saturday that a single document led uh, Biden's attorneys to five more classified documents were apparently unearthed because Biden's personal legal team did not have security clearance. So when the they saw the one-page document with classification markings, they cleared the area and did not look further. So far, 25 documents have been uncovered. Jonathan Turley is an attorney and professor at George Washington University Law School, and he's not a, he's not a conservative. He's a liberal. Question why Biden used his own personal attorneys to search for the classified information. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? That's so weird. Jonathan Turley says that could be attorney-client privilege. He said it's strange Biden did not use security officers or the FBI to conduct further searches. The president has a host of people who regularly handle classified material, so why use the lawyers? The answer appears to uh, the same as in the case of Hillary Clinton's emails. Control. Using private counsel allows Biden to raise attorney-client privilege. Trump also used counsel, but eventually the FBI raided his home to search and remove not just classified materials, but documents found in boxes with that material. Oh, yeah, and all sorts of other stuff, including his passport. Because, see, they were just looking for anything. That's what, uh, that's what communists do. They just uh, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's what they do. That's what they've been trying for seven years with Donald Trump. And they failed every single time. It's amazing. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, who I like to call on my TV show, uh, America's favorite mousy Marxist, saying that those uh, documents in Joe Biden's uh, uh, garage were perfectly fine because he didn't know about them. So I guess ignorance is apparently not uh, not illegal. The White House says Republicans are faking outrage on this issue. Why shouldn't Americans be outraged about Oh, no, we never fake our outrage. Classified documents being found <laughs> in a garage. Look, and I think I've been very clear about... Oh, no, you've never been clear. Every time she says we've been clear, it means the opposite. It means we've been opaque. It means that we've been covering crap up. That's what it always means. This, we have answered questions on this at this podium. You've heard as Phil... No, you haven't. You're a liar. ...saying twice from the president, talk about this. He said that he didn't know. Right? He said that he was surprised. No, I don't know. I don't know, Reggie. I don't know about these documents. Still, but they're right there. He said that he takes classified information and documents very, very seriously. We heard directly from the president on this issue. Yes, he said, I take classified documents seriously. That's literally what he said last week. I'm changing the context a little bit because now it makes more sense. The joke that I made last week made more sense than the truth. Or what they consider to be the truth. I take classified documents seriously. (laughs) That's what he said. He said, I take classified documents seriously. Happy birthday, dear. Who's our vice president? Our name is Kamala. Or uh, who is that, the Supreme Court Justice? Uh, What is her name? Corinne? No, Kataji Brigitte Rilabinara. Yeah, that's what he said. Corinne Jean-Pierre refused to say if Joe Biden rummaged through the boxes in his garage looking for classified documents after he returned to uh, after he returned to 
He, he went back to the property where the documents were last weekend. <laughs> wow. He went back after the, the lawyers were told, go get those classified documents. The FBI didn't want to be involved. They cover it up after the, until after the midterms. They knew it before the midterms. The FBI directed the lawyers to go get it because we didn't want to be involved. The FBI did that. Uh, and then Joe Biden went back to Delaware last weekend. Mm. Wondering, you know, maybe, did, did he do a little rummaging? Did he know that? I mean, because he knew by then. He definitely knew. Well, he always knew. But they were there. They were right there uh, near an old stack of uh, Jugs magazines from the 80s. I think those, uh, those might have been, uh, been hundreds. But anyway, here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about that. If you don't mind. Um, given these documents have shown up in very personal spaces, we all know that the president uh, you know, loves his Delaware home. It's an extremely personal space for him. Is he physically joining? He loves it so much, he spends half of his time there. In the search of these things, rummaging around, you know, these boxes in the garage and wherever else. I mean, literally. Are you are you are you listening to your the question that you're asking me? Are you answering the question that I'm asking you? Look, I mean, okay. Look, look. In searching for his own documents. Look, I'm going to be very consistent here. Uh, I am going to be very clear here. Uh, uh, she's going to be clear. Here she is being clear. What did I just say about that? As I have been for the past. <laughs> couple of days, almost a week now, uh, dealing with this. Uh, you know, we are going to any specific questions that you have about this issue. This is a delay. This is um, um, filibustering. It's a, it's a verbal filibuster, by the way, when you don't have anything to say. Uh, what she does is she says uh, she filibusters or she shuffles through her three-ring binder. I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House. Uh, there you go. That's the pass, the buck pass. The buck pass is the final uh, show of, I'm not going to answer the question. I'm going to pass the buck to somebody else. Council's office, who spent almost an hour taking these questions from all of you, many of your colleagues. I'm going to let you ask that question to the White House. Okay, literally right now, we've heard 54 seconds of her talking, and she hasn't said anything. House Counsel's Office uh, and anything else specific to this, I refer you to Department of Justice. I refer you to Special. Wow. And then, then there's this. She literally said that Joe Biden found out about the documents at the Penn Biden Center, the organization that Joe Biden created, the think tank slush fund that Joe Biden created with uh, $60 million of Chinese money, uh, which, by the way, increased uh, their donations increased by 400 percent after Joe Biden said he was going to run for president. It's weird how that happens, because when Hillary Clinton lost the election, uh, the Clinton Foundation fueled almost entirely by money from Russian oligarchs, completely dried up because there is no, uh, there's no influence to be sold here. But there was plenty with regard to uh, Joe Biden. Here is uh, Corinne Jean-Bierre saying that, you know, playing ignorant, that's what they do. Uh, when did you learn about the documents found at the Penn Center in November and in Wilmington in December? When your team was, in, was uh, doing a story on it. Um, but it's good to know. It's good to know that uh, the White House and the Biden administration that had in its possession top secret and classified documents found out about it when the press did. I was also asked a similar question about if our team has been engaged. Which shows uh, either complete and utter incompetence or abject corruption. I'm thinking a combination of both. On this. And I've been very clear. This is something that the White House Council... She said she was clear again. There you go.
council is handling. This is something that uh, is being handled by the president's uh, lawyers and been very clear. That's why we are. This is why we are being prudent here. This is why, being prudent. why we are being consistent with what we. Have they done. are very prudent at covering their own butts. In the last two years, and it's not working very well. When it comes to DOJ, Department of Justice investigation, we are just not going to interfere. Now it, it's kind of interesting. I was I was kind of remembering where did this <clears throat> this this concept of uh, plaus I guess plausible deniability by saying that you found out about a scandal involving your administration uh, in the news, which makes no sense at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's like uh, you, you know you 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 come home, your mom's there, you just robbed a convenience store, and uh, your mom says, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's a truck matching your description with the license plate and uh, and uh, the whole deal. Did you uh, did you rob that convenience store? And you say something to mom like, well, I, I don't know, I no, I, I mean, I'm just finding out about this because of the news. It, it makes no sense at all. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. But in Investors Business Daily, this is from three years ago. Uh, I found. Out on the news, Obama now says he never watches. President Obama now claims he doesn't watch the news after telling the public he learned about all the scandals in his administration from the, the news, including the IRS targeting of Tea Party, party groups, uh, the fast and furious gun running. He learned about it on the news. This is a quote from Obama 2011. I heard on the news about this story that fast and furious, where alleged guns were being uh, run into Mexico, and the ATF knew about it, but didn't apprehend those who had said it. I found about it in the news. Asked uh, about the IRS scandal, Obama responded, I first learned about it from the same news report that I think most people learned about. I certainly did not know anything about the IRS report before the report had been leaked to the press. Dirk. They really think you're stupid. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to be really, really, really disappointed uh, when we prove to them that we're not. And uh, we're going to uh, keel haul them in 2023 with a new peaceful American revolution that results in massive investigations, criminal indictments, and hopefully prison sentences. Yeah. Let's go to Elliot in Towson, Maryland. Elliot, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? I'm going to be very clear here, Rob. Oh, please, yeah, please be clear. I'm a Trump guy. I agree with everything you said, the Russian hoax, the stolen election, the raid. But I wanted to go back to some points that you raised right off the bat in the program. Uh, you talked about, and I've seen this before, polls that ask if we're going in the wrong direction. I don't think that's a very well-thought-out question. If I'm a Trump guy, I think they're going in the wrong direction because of Biden. If I'm a Biden and a Dem, I think they're going in the wrong direction reaction because of the ultra megas like me so i always have a, a difficulty with that question yeah i understand i i think that people when when the uh, and i'll have to grab the uh, the exact poll but there were a number of different uh, polls that pointed in that direction and it was uh, and i'll just say that generally when a person is asked about the direction of the country the reason why they would say the country is going in the wrong direction would be uh would point a finger at those who are in charge because they are determining they are determining that ellen uh, elliot uh, they are the Republicans are out of power. So uh, when somebody is in power, the direction of the country is determined by those in power. And while Joe Biden has been the president, people have said, "Well, we're going in the wrong direction." So that's that's how I would uh, refute that, Elliot. You mentioned you know. also the Second Amendment and the reasons for it has nothing to do with hunting rabbits and it's uh, to uh, constrain government. And Biden just yesterday said that they would use F-15s against 
that kind of thing. Well, he's, well, he, he's done that several times, by the way. He, yeah, he, he said, well, if you're well, going to try and throw the gun, you better have F-15s. <laughs> that's, a, that's a threat. Go ahead. Swalwell, way back, said we'd use nuclear weapons against us. So, And you made a third one. I know you're going to jump back at me about the, the Union. A good case can be made that the Confederacy raised arms against a tyrannical government. And H.L. Mencken said that exact thing. He said uh, the people fighting for self-determination were the southern states, not the Union states. Uh, I know we don't want to get into an argument on the war for southern independence, but I think yeah. an argument can be made in regard to the Second Amendment along that line. All right, Elliot, I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate the phone call. Um, we've had... Um, Mark Meckler from Convention of States on the show. I know that there are many people who are very uh, energized by the possibility of Convention of States, and I believe that may be where we need to go. But in the meantime, we have a peaceful civil war uh, against tyranny, and it's not it's to divide the country. It's to divide us from the tyrannical direction of our federal government. Okay, so we have a peaceful revolutionary war uh, that is beginning, and you better be ready to fight it. You need to fight it with facts. You need to fight it with action, with phone calls, with uh, saying hell no. How about that, too? Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's The Rob Carson Show. Kimberly Klasick, who uh, ran for political office in Baltimore, is a terrific person, by the way, uh, and, and a strong person uh, and a conservative, uh, tweeted, uh, she said, I must say, Rob Carson is nailing it on WCBM. That's our, uh, our uh, anchor station in Baltimore. Of course, we're on about 40 radio stations around the country and growing, and I appreciate the, uh, the thoughts, Kim, um, and that you would uh, acknowledge that means a lot because I respect your opinion. A lot, a lot, a lot. Oh, oh, just real quick, and I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there was this time last year where two consecutive quarters we had negative growth economically, which would normally say that we're in a recession. But because Joe Biden's the president, they just uh, changed the definition of a recession. Remember that? Remember that? First time it had ever been done, really. Looks like Americans uh, pulled back more than expected on spending at retail stores, restaurants, and online in December and November. Looks like the uh, Christmas season kind of uh, was a massive suck fest. Retail sell 1.1% in December. Normally that doesn't happen because, you know, the Christmas thing. The Commerce Department said that economists were expecting a decline of 0.8, but it went up a little bit. Everything kind of fell. America spent less at restaurants and more in grocery stores because it's too expensive to eat out now. And because you can't, uh, you know, you say for instance, you want to go to, uh, I don't know, not even a sit-down dinner. You can just go to uh, Panda Express, and you got a family of four like me, and you're making eh, combined income of sixty thousand dollars, bringing home probably a couple grand every two weeks, and you go to Panda Express, and you decide you're going to get the, you know, the whatever family combo, and it's going to bring you about thirty, forty bucks. Now, wouldn't you be better off going to the grocery store and more the dollar store because you can't afford Walmart anymore and buying the ingredients that cost $40 that'll feed your family for three or four days? Yeah. Sale at restaurants and bars fell 0.9% despite prices uh, rising 0.4%, by the way. And, and this, this on the heels of the federal government shutting down every freaking restaurant in the country and wrecking, destroying thousands of livelihoods nationally. And, you know, you didn't get played. You knew it. You knew it was happening. We didn't get played. 
People on the left got played. The people who trusted the government got played. The people who trusted the media got played on all of this nonsense. But you know what? Now we can share the truth for a number of reasons. Uh, Elon Musk has exposed this cabal of the deep state mainstream media, big social media, the Democrat Party. Uh, Elon Musk did it. Uh, there's a lawsuit going right now with uh, the AG from Louisiana and the former AG from Missouri that have launched. We're finding all sorts of things out. You know, they, the DHS created an, an office of disinformation. They didn't tell us about it. We found out about it during a hearing with Alejandro Mayorkas. And they summarily blew it up and fired the person who'd been hired to decide what is truth. <laughs> it's amazing. It is amazing. Oh, New American Revolution 2023. Let's make that trend. Tax cheat. Did Joe Biden fail to report the $50,000 a month that uh, Hunter paid in rent? Huh. Weird. He may have reported his quarterly office rent as his monthly home rent, and that's pretty uh, pretty strange. A Twitter user named uh, Truth Ninja uh, looked at uh, Joe Biden's 27 tax return in 2017, and Joe reported $19,000 in rents received and none in 2018, according to information reported uh, by uh, Breitbart's Wendell Husbo. Hunter claimed to pay... $49,910 in rent each month to his dad from March 2017 to February 2018. This is the same home where classified documents were recently found stacked in the garage. Biden, the younger, spent about a year during uh, part of his uh, drugged-out times renting this home. But here's the interesting thing. Uh, if you look at Zillow, the price of the home is currently valued at $1,380,000. Now, if you were going to rent that on Zillow, the rent would be... $7,600. Why would you pay $50,000 to your dad to rent a house? Huh. Yeah, the answer is obvious. Let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the show. If you would like to chime in at 800-922-6680. Uh, I'd love to hear from you if you got some thoughts on uh, the things we're talking about today. Um, right now, the uh, this is uh, wow. This uh, this little trickle has become a waterfall. 
the uh, Biden administration, Joe Biden, uh, the FBI knew that Joe Biden had classified top secret documents at three locations. They knew about it. Uh, they acted surprised last week when we found out about it and it came out. And And it turns out the FBI knew about it before the midterms and decided to uh, sit on it. And instead of raiding any of the Biden uh, compounds, any of the, by the Penn Biden Center or his vacation home or his home in Delaware where Hunter Biden paid $50,000 a month rent. <laughs> uh, it is just remarkable. It, it is just remarkable. But, uh, uh, you know, they raided Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Even though he has Secret Service protection, Mar-a-Lago is Fort Knox. I've been there. And the FBI and DOJ had gone there and visited and said, go ahead and keep the top secret documents, Mr. President. It's no big deal. If we need them, we'll get back in touch with you. The, uh, the National Archives were completely aware of it. And then the FBI decided, I wonder if it's related to Joe Biden's secret documents thing, that they'd maybe blow that up on Donald Trump's side to distract from the secret documents in Joe Biden. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking out loud. And generally, when I do that, I'm right. Because, you know, I got this thing called common sense. It's weird. It used to be common. Emails uh, on Hunter Biden's laptop from Hell show Hunter paid $49,910 a rental de- uh, deposit to the House of Sweden for an office for the Biden family business venture with the infamous CEFC China Energy Corporation. The Biden family had previously negotiated a deal with CEFC whereby President Joe Biden, the big guy, would receive 10% equity state in the joint venture, according to whistleblower Tony Bobolinsky. Hunter's $49,910 deposit also matches the amount of money he logged as rent for housing in a 2018 background check document unearthed by the New York Post's Miranda Devine. The document additionally reveals Hunter Biden uh, checked the box showing he was as the current, uh, the owner of the current residence. It's not clear why Hunter Biden noted that he owned the residence. But think about this. Uh, you got a crack-addicted son who's an alcoholic, and he really loves them prostitutes. And, uh, you know, maybe he needs a little help. You invite him to live at your house to kind of get his life together and stay in the basement. And you charge him $50,000 a month. <laughs> It makes a lot of sense. Sure, yeah, sure. Sure, it was rent. It was it was rent. It was rent. Dear God. Lauren Boebert, uh, she was just reelected, slammed Biden over the $50,000 a month rent payments. She suggested that a disclosure form from Hunter Biden listing a massive monthly rent payment to his father, Joe Biden, was really money laundering. I think I saw the Craigslist ad on the home. It said, uh, like, 10 bedrooms, 5 bathrooms, and free money laundry. Just, just right there. It's like the garage sale signs that Joe Biden ran on Facebook uh, Marketplace and Craigslist, you know, a couple summers ago. And they were in Chinese. It's just kind of weird. That really didn't happen. I just made that up because it's a joke. And he's a joke. But this isn't funny. <laughs> According to the New York Post, Hunter Biden lived at the Delaware home in question off and on with uh, where recent news uh, reports said classified documents were kept in the garage. Lauren Boebert tweeted, paying $50,000 a month in rent is just not something that normal people do. That sounds a whole lot like money laundering. Yeah, nobody pays $50,000 in rent. Even, even uh, what was it? It was uh, the, 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 the actor, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Turns out he has a, he has a, a, a property in Manhattan that he pays $29,000 a month, I think. $29,000 a month. Well, Robert De Niro's just an idiot. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he's just, he's just an idiot. 
following uh, revolutions, Hunter Biden was paying uh, paying his father, President Joe Biden, forty nine thousand nine hundred ten in monthly rent to live at a Delaware residence where confidential documents were discovered. You can't make this up. It appears, according to War Room, Steve Bannon's awesome site, funds for the arrangement came from Rosemont Seneca Advisors. That's a Hunter Biden company. Yeah. Two documents from the uh, First Son's hard drive, which, be careful, revealed that the consulting firm, which was uh, involved in Hunter Biden's Chinese Communist Party-linked business ventures, was a source of funds for the astronomically high rent. Entities that comprise Hunter Biden's income, according to documents, include LLCs tied to the Chinese Communist Party and its foreign influence operations. Wow. (laughs) I mean, just wow. The Republican House of Representatives is the firewall. And while they may not be able to achieve the uh, legislative ends that we would like them to, because, you know, the uh, the Senate and, uh, you know, a whole lot of BS in races like, I don't know, Nevada and uh, Arizona, which uh, kept Democrats in control of the Senate. I don't know. I'm just saying. Probably legit in Arizona. I mean, because, you know, that, that was completely on the up and up, that, uh, that election down there. But what the GOP can do is expose and embarrass and uh, investigate. Yeah, yeah. And there's other stuff we need to get to, uh, including, I don't know if you heard this, but, uh, you know, I don't blame people for getting the vaccine. I did not take the vaccine. I was very fortunate that I could not take the vaccine. And the reason why I did not take the vaccine, as I've explained, and if you're tuning in for the very first time, uh, when I was 32 years old, I had a mitocardial infarction. That is a heart attack. And the reason why I did is because I had a strep throat, really high temperature, threw a blood clot, not sure exactly what happened, but I had a heart attack. And it scared the crap out of me. Uh, I've been able to recover fully, thank you. But uh, that's why I didn't do it. Uh, and I was an independent contractor. I worked on my own. And then I also worked at a car dealership at the time that COVID came around. They didn't require that I get the vaccine. So I didn't do it. Those who did take the vaccine or have to take the vaccine, uh, some are quite satisfied with the vaccine. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine with you. My children took the vaccine. I made myself known. I said I didn't think it was necessary. But, you know, there's only so much you can do when you are outvoted. So... You know, my wife has the vaccine. Uh, I'm not. I'm not afraid for her. I'm not afraid for my kid's safety. Um, but there are some things we need to ask, and there are some things of some people who need to be held accountable. A report from the FAA, the uh, Federal Aviation Administration, and. Uh, I don't know if you know that Pete Buttigieg was, uh, is in charge of it. He's a transportation secretary. And if you've noticed, there are a lot of things that have been happening with the FAA. Last week, for the first time since 9-11, every flight in America was stopped. Every flight in America. First time since 9-11 that happened. Because there was a, an engineer had loaded the wrong program or something. And that's a line of crap, too, by the way. But that said, the, a new report from the FAA admits that the EKGs of pilots are no longer normal. All right. They changed the uh, the protocol with regard to um, the EKG necessary to be a successful airline pilot. 
Because, you know, there's this thing called safety that uh, is necessary. So apparently after the, uh, the vaccine was rolled out, the FB, FAA secretly widened the EKG parameter range for pilots so they wouldn't be grounded. In October of 2022, uh, the the FAA Guide for Aviation Medical Examiners, the FAA quietly widened the EKG perimeters beyond the normal range, and they didn't widen the range by a little. They widened it, apparently, by a lot, and it was done after the vaccine rollout. That's kind of shocking, don't you think? Kind of shocking. When you've got all this stuff going on with regard to uh, young people dying, being hospitalized, it's no longer deniable. There is a link. The Surgeon General of the state of Florida recommended against 18 to 49-year-old males from getting the vaccine because of mitocarditis. And he was shredded by the media because... For some reason, the federal government decided anything you have to say about vaccine efficacy, vaccine injury, including you couldn't even quote the government site for reporting a vaccine injury. It would be you couldn't put it on your social media. They called it misinformation. (laughs) It's remarkable. It's remarkable. And then, and then last week, uh, CNN's uh, reliably leftist center, Dr. Lena Wynn. Told you about this yesterday. Penned an op-ed in the Washington Post, and she argued that the uh, the U.S. had been vastly overcounting COVID deaths and hospitalizations. Yeah, yeah. In August of 2020, uh, Gateway Pundit reported that less than 10,000 Americans died from the China virus alone with their complications, or only six percent of what was reported. This was based on public CDC data. Okay. In May of 2021, the CDC updated their numbers to 5% of all deaths related to COVID were COVID-only deaths, meaning that people would go to the hospital and they would uh, have a broken ankle and they would immediately get tested for, for, for COVID. And if they tested positive, they were considered a COVID patient and they had to receive COVID protocols and the government paid for them. There were people, I, I, I mentioned this yesterday, my, my, I had a friend whose father's death was taken from him by the CDC. They said on his death certificate he died of COVID. He didn't die of COVID. He died of uh, uh, dementia uh, and other related uh, afflictions, but he also had COVID, and so they said he died of COVID on his death certificate. Why? Ka-ching. Ka Ching. Here is uh, Lena Wynn, Dr. Lena Wynn, who admits that very few people died of COVID. It's interesting that I have had criticism on both sides. There are people who have said, well, why are you saying that we're overcounting COVID deaths now? You should have said this two and a half years ago. There are others who have said, well, we're not overcounting them and there yeah, are various reasons as to why. Yeah, you were. I think at the end of the day, we just need the truth. And part of that truth is what you mentioned. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> After all the lying, she now wants the truth. Which is 
that oh, vaccines are highly protective, that vaccines are very effective, they're very safe, and vulnerable groups, including pregnant women, pregnant individuals, should be getting vaccinated. At the same time, we should also be honest about who was dying from COVID during the early parts of the pandemic versus who is dying from COVID now. I think that type of honest, transparent reporting is really important, including for fostering trust in public health. Oh, no, you already shot that to hell. Uh, there will never be any renewed trust in the CDC or the HHS or uh, any of that. You you screwed the pooch on that one, kids. You screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> I've got I've got more on this coming up. Uh, moron being the uh, the uh, key word there. We got a lot of morons in charge. <laughs> including uh, Senator Ron Johnson saying what I said um, about a year ago, that there would be a point when this is all said and done, we need uh, another set of Nuremberg trials. And oddly enough, last week on Twitter, trending Nuremberg 2. Nuremberg 2. A lot of people uh, uh, tagging their tweets. Nuremberg 2. Because they're recognizing, <laughs> they're recognizing the lies that were told to us. Yeah. Uh, the number here is 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through. It is a sad day. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. I wouldn't be uh, talking about this today if the last couple of years I hadn't been uh, shut down so many times about everything uh, from uh, questioning the COVID virus, questioning vaccine mandates, questioning uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, questioning Russian disinformation. When when they posited this uh, this idea of Russian disinformation in 2015, I said it's nonsense because uh, Russia has no compelling interest in having Donald Trump be the president because uh, he had telescoped and he had told the country the world that he was a hawk on defense he was a hawk on the economy he was a hawk on america first and uh and uh, he uh he, he was um uh he was not going to make it an easy road for russia so russia would only have an interest in hillary clinton being the president because uh, they had already given her hundreds of million dollars hundreds of millions of dollars and then just look it up just look at the clinton foundation the global initiative it, all the money came from russia that's simple. It doesn't take a genius to figure it out. Just pay attention. And then we come into uh, we come into COVID. And now I remember I was working at a car dealership. I had to sell cars. I had to do it for three years while doing a podcast. While before I was discovered by the great Chris Ruddy, who runs Newsmax. Awesome. And I was like, oh, this is really bad. And we were all kind of scared at the beginning. We're like, oh, man, there's somebody. I remember my friend Sam. He's like, <coughs> a little coffee. I said, Sam, maybe you ought to go home. So we didn't know at that time. We thought maybe this was, you know, and remember originally when COVID was happening, they showed like somebody in China. And they just fell down just in the middle of nowhere thinking, oh, my God, this is just like that movie with Dustin Hoffman. And then I said, oh, you know, I better, oh, I better pay attention to this because Sounds weird. Something weird because, you know, about a month or two in, nobody in the dealership had gotten it. And so there's a hospital near the dealership, and I drive up. It's the big, biggest hospital in Johnson County, Kansas, which you think, oh, it's a Hickville, USA. No, 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 no. Uh, Johnson County, Kansas, a, a very, uh, uh, it, it's a very predominant, uh, predominant. It is a, it is a, uh, it's, a, it's a highly populous county. I'll just tell you that. 
Um, and there are a lot of uh, high-income earners in uh, Johnson County. Like, that really matters. But anyway, there's this hospital there. And I would drive by every night thinking, man, they must be packed with COVID patients. Oh, it's got to be upside down over there. People are dying left and right. Uh, in New York City, Donald Trump, he had committed to two hospital ships, one to uh, L.A., one to New York, to cover all the people. Never used. And then there was this talk about, oh, everybody needs a, you need a respirator because the people are going to die because in the respirator, respirator, respirator. So the, uh, Donald Trump said, okay, we'll send you respirators. And he, he sent like 15,000 respirators to New York City. Never used, not one of them. And I went, huh, that's weird. But when I was driving by the hospital parking lot, there was never anybody there. Never anybody there. One night I actually walked into the emergency room just to see nobody there. And I went, huh, this is kind of weird. I think this is kind of kind of weird. And my daughter was out of school. She literally had no education for six months because they didn't have a protocol for being able to adapt to schools being shut down. And then when she went back to school, it was hybrid learning. And then she had to wear a stupid, stupid mask for a year. And uh, nobody in her high school died of COVID. And it's weird because I don't know anybody who died of COVID. So I'm the luckiest man alive. Or maybe like Dr. Lena Wynn said, uh, not very many people died of COVID. This is uh, Steve Dace. He's got a, uh, a terrific podcast that Steve is uh, somebody I've gotten to know. And he's talking to Ron Johnson about uh, the possibility of a second Nuremberg trial for all of the malfeasance of the governments around the world with regard to COVID and the destruction of lives for no reason. Is there enough appetite out there, even in the general population, let alone where you work, to actually have accountability so this doesn't happen again. So go back after World War II. The reason the Nuremberg trials, one of the, one of the reasons that, that it was made possible is because Eisenhower made sure the camps were exposed and photographed and those horrors were revealed to the world. Um, that's why the first step here is exposure. Yes, the first is exposure. Now, here is uh, Senator Ron Johnson last year. He did a roundtable talking about mitocarditis. Now, this is why uh, he's talking now about Nuremberg trials. Listen real close. So can the vaccine cause myocarditis or inflame the heart? We now have data from multiple sources. The American Heart Association meetings this year from Dr. Lin, Dr. Wang writing for Cell Research, Dr. Avio. Did he say Dr. Wen? Uh, Avolio in clinical research all have elegantly shown that the spike protein, which the current mRNA vaccine products ask the body to make, are cardiotoxic and cause the heart to be inflamed. Well, well, Let well. That sink in. I, I did. I let that sink in. I let it sink in big time. Now, uh, we're going to have to expose this, and people are going to have to pay for what they did to us. And I'm talking about not only uh, if there were vaccine injuries in your life, being able to sue, uh, but also to go after the government for all of the crap they put us through, shutting down our businesses, destroying our lives. Uh, Payback has to happen to prevent this crap from happening again. All right. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Take a breather. Chill out. Come back.
If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. We have much to get to. As I mentioned, uh, this has to be the year that we uh, have a new peaceful American revolution against wokeism, uh, against uh, thought control and all the nonsense that's been happening the last couple of years. And, uh, and I think we are beginning to chip away at the foundation of all this nonsense. Joining me on the Newsmax hotline is Anthony Raimondi, uh, gay conservative, social media influencer, contributor to Gays Against Groomers and Prosecute Fauci. Hello, Anthony. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I want to ask you this, good. Anthony, as a, uh, as a gay conservative, um, do you think all of this uh, transgender uh teaching in school the sexualization of children in school this uh, choosing of uh, multiple genders 160 genders and all that do you suppose it's not well of course it's doing damage to our children do, do you also suppose it is doing damage to uh to the gay population 150 percent yeah um you know they look the gay community has come a really long way um especially I mean, it's 2023. Nobody has or had problems in the last, what, 20 years now with, uh, you know, the lifestyle, the adoption of children by gay people, yeah. the, uh, us being able to get married. It's like with all this wokeism, it, it, it took us way back no. to where we started. Yeah. Well, you know what? The thing is, it, it's, um, it is uh, overplaying the hand. It is an overcorrection. It is a, it is a, a power grab. Uh, when, whenever the left sees a little light in the, in the distance, they go for it all, all in. The moment that they get a victory, they consider it a mandate, and then they start forcing crap down your throat. Uh, I personally, I am a conservative. I have officiated two gay weddings. Thank you very much. I don't care. I never care if uh, gay people wanted to adopt. Uh, I've, I've told my children from the day they were born, I said that if a if two people want to commit their lives together uh, for life, then I should celebrate that because you know what? There are a lot of heteros out there who do a whole hell of a lot worse and it'll all be figured out after we die. So enough, enough, enough. Uh, if you're going to commit to someone for life, I don't care. I don't right. care. All right. If you think it's a sin, think it's a sin. Uh, you know, we'll see how uh, both of us are uh, judged after after our death. Yeah. But in the meantime, it is it is about overplaying a hand by a radical, radical uh, uh, portion of the population who have hijacked the gay uh, yeah. trans agenda. I'm so glad you said hijacked because I say that all the time. It legit. I mean, it's legitimately been hijacked. And you, you know. I don't know about you, but I remember being a kid in school and like I was mortified to even know that my teacher was married, let alone uh, teaching us sex or using different, you know, adult toys in the classroom and showing it <laughs> like this is like gone. This is it should be common sense at this point, Rob. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Uh, remarkable and and also you know it, it, I was I was I've got a couple stories I'm going to cover this morning but um, for instance uh, there are municipalities around the country getting rid of the thin blue line flag the the flag that yeah. um, that is uh, represents police officers there's nothing offensive about it nothing racist nothing whatever about it they want to get rid of it they're calling it white supremacists they're calling it this and that and this and that but they're hanging up pride flags so I guess it kind of depends on who fl whose flag you wave right because the bad right. the bad flags the conservative flags get shut down they're called white supremacists they're called hateful they're 
called whatever. But if you've got the right flag, if you've got the pride flag, uh, if you've got the BLM flag, then you're perfectly fine. Right. Yeah, I was going to say the BLM flag, too. It's so it's funny how that happens. Well, and the rainbow flag, by the way, is not the rainbow flag anymore. You know, they've added circles and all kinds of stuff. to it. So <laughs> what exactly is it? I mean, are we just throwing, you know, cartoon characters up on the flag now? We're like, oh, it's inclusive. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of interesting. And, and just uh, as an aside, uh, I, I'm, I'm amazed that a a. Uh, uh, a uh, sexual persuasion was able to actually own a, a climatological event. Uh, I think that uh, straight people should own the tornado or something. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and what is it? The gender unicorn, I guess. Is that, I mean, isn't that kind of an insult to gay people as well? Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> don't you kind of go, oh, yeah, great. We're a rainbow now. I mean, I, right. I don't care if you're gay or otherwise. Uh, there are a lot of gay people going, really, a rainbow? We had to choose a rainbow, right? <laughs> Well, not only that, but they only use you till, you know, for Pride Month in June. All the companies change their, you know, so they're only making money off of you for a month. And then you don't matter all the other months. But does this, isn't this just so pandery? <laughs> isn't this just so bloody pandery? When you go, do you ever look at, it's like, oh, hey, look at, uh, at Papa John's this month. It's Pride Month. So I can get an order of cheese bread with my pizza. <laughs> what the hell? What does it matter? Like. <laughs> What does it if, like? I never, re you know, whoever you have sex with is fine, but why do we need to add it? Like, hey, here's a pizza, and are you gay? Uh, what? <laughs> or are you tolerant? Or are you tolerant? Are you tolerant? Yeah, yeah, you know. Now I know you've heard about this story. Philadelphia Flyers defenseman, even. Provorov. He is a devout Russian Orthodox Christian, and he refused to wear his team's gay pride jersey Tuesday night. Apparently, they they wear the gay pride jersey for the warm up, right? I don't know whatever I get, I get whatever you want to call that the warm up. You, you might yeah. call it you might even call it foreplay. I don't even know, but it's a warm up. It it's a warm up. Uh, but, but he said, "I'm not going to wear the jersey," and it, it's because of his religious beliefs. Okay, that's fine. There are some people like if I were this guy, I'd say no. I'm not going to wear this stupid jersey because it's stupid. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, listen, if I was in his position and, you know, there, if I was a gay NFL player, a gay football player, I would say the same thing. I'd be like, this has nothing to do with the game. Why am I wearing this? That's just it. It has nothing to do with the game. Play the game. Yes. <laughs> wear your normal jersey. Like, Nobody cares. You know, it, it, it's funny, and, and I think it wasn't Ron DeSantis who's going after the NHL because the NFL, NHL was going to do this workshop because there are too many white guys who play hockey. And so oh, they want to get black guys and gay guys and Asian guys and all that. Um, but the problem is uh, white guys like to play hockey. That's just the way it is. <laughs> all right. Have you been to a ski slope lately? Have you, right. Not a very diverse crowd. Okay. No. It's all white people. Right. How are you going to force somebody, by the way, to, to say, hey, you're black. You have to learn how to play hockey. And they're going to be like, why? Yeah. I like basketball. No, no, no. See, now you're just a racist. You oh, think, yeah, you right. think that only black people like basketball. You are a racist. Well, you know what? Not only, I think even though you're gay, you're a homophobe, too. Oh, and I'm a transphobe, yes. and I'm a, a self-hating gay. That's what they call me. <laughs> it is amazing. You know, it, literally, you are a contributor to a, 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 a group of people who are called gays against groomers because they see the damage that the radical left is doing to gay rights and the perception of gay Americans, and they call you uh, homophobic because of that. They do. They call me homophobic. They call me transphobic. Here's, the kick, here's what's really going to uh, astonish everybody. It, within the organization Gays Against Groomers, 
We also have a lot of people from the left that are trans or gay that are tired of the left wokeism. Yeah. So they're they're also like, whoa, this gives us a really bad look, guys. Like, this is not what we're for. Well, you know what? I'm not even, you know, a lot of times you'll say, well, you know, it's going to cause people to beat up gay people and all that. No, it's not. I think, I think the average American just looks at it and goes, shut up. All right, just, yeah. just shut up. Uh, it, it, this this uh, this movement in uh, from the left has not changed my perception of gay people. Uh, I know many many gay people. That's an old standard. I know gay people, so therefore, but but honestly, uh, I I know and and I know that that most of my gay friends would be embarrassed by this crap. Yeah, I am embarrassed. We are embarrassed, and there's a, and there are a lot of people, and even drag queens that come forward in messages and they say thank you for what you're doing you know at the end of the day they're also scared that they're going to lose their job because drag is a job it's an entertainment business and it's meant for adults it's adult entertainment so the fact that they have to deal with this you know they can lose their jobs for just saying that they don't agree with it you know it's it's interesting because in uh, shakespearean times women were not allowed on the stage so men dressed in drag to fulfill those roles the same sort of pathos was involved with regard to blackface in the early 1920s eliminating black people from entertainment by putting white actors up there and painting their faces black uh, right. so there's a little bit of that going on uh, with regard to uh, but, to drag but but and, and it's odd that, that so many people don't say well you know you're culturally appropriating or you know, this is a, a Essentially, blackface with regard to uh, women, but it's not. It's not. It is a. It is a uh, uh, an artful medium. It is body frequently. It is entertaining. The idea of a man dressing as a woman, as a woman dressing as a man. Victor Victoria. Anybody? I used to go to drag shows in Minneapolis. There was a club up there because it was a great show. I yeah. was. I was even invited into the dressing room. Uh, and, oh, and to, God bless you. And to meet and to meet some <laughs> of the people doing this. I don't care if if yeah. none of them I did identified as women they knew they were men dressed as women some do identify as women and that's fine i will go down that road if that's the way you want to be treated don't force me to use a pronoun i will make the pro- i will do the pronoun when i am comfortable using the pronoun don't force me but don't you see this this is really really screwing up uh, a genre of entertaining attaining and and, and perverting it's it's wrecking it's yes. wrecking drag isn't it Oh, 100%. I mean, it, it really is an art form. I mean, a lot of these men do this as entertainment and make great money doing it. But it is. It's a, it's a whole persona they take on. And it, it's an art form. And it is being ruined because I don't know if these parents bringing the kids to drag shows think that they're patting themselves on the back. Yes, and saying, they well, do. That's exa- yes. <laughs> they it, do. holier than thou. <laughs> like, I, I'm taking them to a drag show because... I accept you. Well, girl, we don't need you to accept us. We're yeah. fine. Yeah, ju- go up there, uh, son. I know you're only four, but put the dollar bills between her large uh, breast <laughs> implants with the pasties on. Okay? I wouldn't do that in a drag club, uh, let alone make my kid do it. It, it really is. It, it's. I have nothing against drag performers, but it, for lack of a better expression, this is really putting a, bra- a drag on drag performances yeah. and making it seem like they're all a bunch of perverts. And that's not true. 100 percent 100 and you know what to be fair i wouldn't take my niece or nephew to a strip club either <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, <I> mean... <laughs> well listen you, you you look at a, a drag performance uh, many times if you go to a strip club i'm not i've heard about them i never went there when i was in my 20s or 30s ever <clears throat> but uh you know they're similar uh it, it is meant to be a uh 
semi-sexual performance uh, with yeah. with a dragon. There's also the the element of comedy involved, um, and and there is also some shows are. Um, rated R. Like when you go see a, uh, I had a friend uh, uh, who is a stand-up comedian. He's done a lot of shows on cruise ships and he's got two different shows. He's got the regular show and he's got the after-hour show. You don't bring the kids to the after-hour show. Well, and that's the thing is like, look, the, the one that happened here, I think it was in Miami that we were supposed to go to and shut it down. I think DeSanta said he was going to look into it. They were dry humping each other from behind <laughs> on the stage. Now, this was a family-friendly fr- event, yeah. and the drag queens were talking about their their parts but using the nasty, dirty terms for it's it gross. while their breasts were out. It's grotesque. It, yes. it, it is grotesque. Now, you know, listen, uh, drag queens, men dressing in drag have been a part of entertainment for as long as entertainment has been entertainment. I, I referred to uh, Shakespearean times. Uh, Dame Edna. Nobody ever gave second thoughts to Dame Edna. Dame Edna was not wearing pasties at a club rubbing his butt in people's faces and asking for dollar bills. It's ridiculous. And I think it's, it's all about overplaying a, play, a, a hand. And ultimately, Anthony Raimondo, I think it's damaging to people who are gay it is it really is and i hope that people really start and i think they are i think they're starting to realize what it is that we're seeing and what we're talking about but we're not talking about uh, you know this these beautiful beauty queen drag performers that are walking up and doing you know a rated g show and pretending to be like liza minnelli we're talking about sexually explicit disgusting Funny for adults, yeah. we would laugh our butts off. Yeah. But but when you bring an eight year old, uh, dude, I can't. If I'm yeah. with my parent, I'm 38 years old. If I'm with my parents <laughs> now and a sex scene comes on HBO, I want to <laughs> crawl under a table. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. My daughter is uh, is 17 years old. She's been watching RuPaul's Drag Race for years. Yeah. I don't have a problem with watching Ru- RuPaul's Drag Queen, a drag uh, drag uh, show. She actually gets makeup tips. I'm not kidding. These these oh, sure. th- these men know more about makeup than a woman ever dreamed of. <laughs> you know? And and so I just think it's 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 an overreach, it's an overplay of a hand. And Anthony, I believe that 2023 is going to be a year of an American revolution to to fight back against this stuff. I I really feel it's coming. Um and I hope you do as well. Oh, I do. I really feel it. I do. And there's going to be many more like me that are speaking up. Uh, I see it every day. Good, good. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today um, because I just I don't have time for this. I don't have a time to watch people who have struggled so long. I mean, when I was a kid, I'm about 19 years old with you. When I was a kid, people beat up gay people. Uh, people made fun of gay people. You, Harvey Milk. You know, I'm not. You know, he's very left of center. But but there was being gay in this country was really damn hard for a long time. Yeah, and, it was. And what they're doing is they are they are just destroying the advances that the gay the gay people, good decent gay people, have made in the last fifty years in our lives. And that's the thing is, real quick, when you see people are writing these, you know, they're vandalizing these libraries that are supposed to have these drag shows. I don't agree with vandalism. That's no. wrong. No. But, but they've created these monsters that are coming out. And now people who were seemingly okay with it are now feeling threatened because they're like, wait, my kids are threatened by this yeah. now. Yeah. Now I'm coming after you. Yeah. Well, I'm hopefully it's going to turn around. I do appreciate having your, uh, you on the show today. Uh, where can people find you on social media, sir? 
My handle is conservative ant a n t on all platforms. You can find conservative, me on- conservative ant. I love it, Anthony. Let's have you on again soon, okay? Yes, please. Thank all you right. so much. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, I got a lot of stuff I need to get to before the end of the show, including Sheila Jackson Lee uh, basically saying uh, white people uh, no longer have the First Amendment right to freedom of expression. You're thinking, oh, you're just being, that's just nonsense. This is, you're, you're, you know. Uh, no, it's real. It's real. When you when you hear what she's proposing, and she's insane. She's an insane, awful racist person. Uh, you'll be, I think you'll be a little shocked if you haven't heard it already, by the way. If you haven't heard it already. Oh, the Biden administration wants to bring back mask mandates on flights, by the way. Now that their uh, COVID uh, narrative, uh, their COVID overreach, their malfeasance has been exposed, uh, they want those masks back because masks broadcast fear. That's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. Joe Biden's administration fighting to reinstate a federal mask mandate for air travel. There's no other reason. COVID is not spreading. More people are not dying. This on the, this week we find out literally about 5% of people died exclusively from COVID. Even Lena Wynn wrote about it in the Washington Post. And yet they want to bring back the mask on flights because they can, you see, because you can. And and Joe Biden just literally uh, two weeks ago, after saying four months ago that the pandemic was over, he reinstated the uh, COVID emergency, which gives him the opportunity to do stupid crap like this, reinstating mask mandates. And you know what we have to do? We have to say, hell no. Hell no. No. And listen to this. This is a story I didn't cover. Steven Spielberg feared COVID was an extinction-level event which inspired him to make The Fablemans because he thought it would be his last film. This is a sort of irrational fear that the government created by shutting down dissent, by shutting down any type of questioning of the virus, the protocols, the reaction. He said, I was terrified this was the end of days, an epic-level event. I mean an extinction-level event that was going to happen in the world. This is the kind of mania that is inspired when the government has control of everything, including freedom of expression. Otherwise, intelligent people do stupid crap like Steven Spielberg. Worried about the end of the world. While he was terrified about an extinction-level event, I personally... Knew in my heart it was bullcrap. And now I know I'm right. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Rob Carson. I hope you enjoyed the best of The Rob Carson Show this weekend. If you don't know already, I am live in the famed Rush Limbaugh slot, noon to 3 Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country. And the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Just search Rob Carson Show or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast to see all available platforms. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? Follow me on social media, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.